right, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show, and we are starting the second half of the show. So, um, you know, before we go any further, Randy, if you can unmute your microphone, um, you know, uh, you know, we talked about a mental health article just a few minutes ago, and Randy's involved with the Wounded Blue, and so I just like him to to tell you guys what he's doing, explain to you about the Wounded Blue, and how you guys can get involved if you want to. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, you know, mental health is uh, is a huge topic in law enforcement, both for the street cops who are dealing with the mental health of individuals during uh, during their 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 uh, duty hours but mental health is also a major issue with law enforcement within the law enforcement community itself and it's probably one of the most important topics the wounded blue is the national assistance and support organization for injured and disabled officers whether those injuries are physical or emotional and psychological we're a nationwide charity that works with police officers all over the nation in fact i just sent um uh, a team down to Missouri where a volunteer officer was murdered in the line of duty and another was shot with a 50 caliber handgun and uh, it grievously injured the other officer. Um, these officers are facing incredible emotional and mental strain. And sometimes it gets to the breaking point and the suicide rate in law enforcement is through the roof. So if you want to support law enforcement officers, I urge you to go to thewoundedblue.org, thewoundedblue.org, and and uh, donate to this organization. If you are a police officer and you're struggling, reach out to us. We're here for you. Thanks, thanks, Lieutenant. Excellent. And they can also get one of those cool shirts that you're wearing if they go. And and the mug. <laughs> Very cool. All right, guys. So, look, let's talk about this next video that we've got. It's on YouTube. It's, of course, on This Is Butter. Fairfax County officials, they released body camera video from a police-involved minivan shooting. David, this is one of the Molar grinders I was I was suspecting that you were, you would have a fit with watching. Uh, so the Fairfax County Police Department, they released this body-worn uh, camera video footage and a 911 call from a police-involved shooting where an armed gunman who is actually living inside the minivan with a stolen tag, by the way, parked on a residential Fairfax County street was shot. So uh, officers, they respond. And the first officer to respond actually had an unarmed academy recruit with him. And this happens about nine o'clock in the morning, February the 15th, after neighbors in the area called to report a suspicious vehicle. Um, so, you know, look, cops are walking all around, you know, they can't, the windows are kind of black out, especially in the back. And they know that there's been, there's some stuff there to block the, the windows and stuff. So they finally call, call a tow truck driver and a man named Michael Vaughn, 34 years old. He's actually inside the minivan and he's armed with a carving style rifle and he opens up the side door. And this is while uh, the uniform cop is in his car and he's talking to, I think the owner of the, uh, I think it was the owner of the vehicle or the stolen tag or whatever. And so he sees what's going on. So uh, police order the gunman. They drop the weapon several times before they open fire, striking him. And he actually, when he's down on the ground and they're searching him, he actually had a pistol in his left pocket, uh, two of his jacket that was recovered by the female officer. So the gunman who's in his early thirties was transported uh, to a nearby hospital. And, uh, and, you know, I, I know that they were, both the male and both officers were given commands, you know, to the bad guy about what they do and stuff. But uh, any takeaways from this? I mean, I was just, you knowing that there's an armed guy and they're going back and watching the video, David, and knowing that the guy sitting in there, he's not just got a pistol. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a rifle, dude. Um, yeah. What do you think? Were you, did you grind out any molars on this one? 
Ward, you want to start us off? I, I had to read this article two or three times because <laughs> I couldn't believe it. They were doing an inventory that went on for, what, 20 minutes, and they did not know this guy was in the car? I'll, I'll leave it to you guys to tell me what the procedure is, but this just sounds crazy to me. Well, we have, we have David, we have one video where they simply would have sent the canine in, right? I mean, you know, send the canine yeah. in, he can take a bullet or a stabbing, but. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's another one. Now you've got my molars grinding for sure. Um, you know, honestly, you watch this video and, and the, the one officer that you see most of the body cam footage from is he's, you know, he's talking to, the, to his ride along. Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do going to do this thing. Um, but I, I thought at first I was like, what are you guys doing? You, you didn't see this guy. What's good? And then I thought back and I thought, you know, I don't know how many dump cars or vans or crap that I've found or been called to on the side of the road in the woods, whatever. And it's this thing that you think is abandoned and you, you, you walk up on it, you start checking it. You're looking through the windows, trying to see the VIN number. You're, you know, going through stuff. This guy must've been buried in all this crap. He was obviously out of sight until the record driver opened the door, but I, I didn't know what to say. I, I, I really don't. I, I just absolutely sit there going, what? It's one of those things that how do you ever train for that? I mean, it's an abandoned vehicle, stolen tag. You open up the back. You're looking around, pulling stuff out. You don't see anything. Okay, whatever. You start trying to contact the owner. And then the, the tow truck driver shows up to do an inventory, and the guy pops out of the pile. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know. I was at a loss. I just kind of sat there watching it going, oh, no. <laughs> well, Randy, Las Vegas style, how do we handle that? I was, we're all on the same page on this one. I couldn't, I was flabbergasted um, how they missed this guy in the inventory, checking out the vehicle. And and then uh, all I can say is we got a bunch of lucky cops on this one. Yeah, I mean, they never opened the, they never opened the doors to look in the front. They just opened the back hatch. And yeah, so it's like, you know, I, like I said, I don't know, it, it I couldn't see enough video of the van itself to, 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 to make a judgment of whether they actually missed something or they just hadn't gotten to it yet. And they're just lucky the guy didn't start opening fire from inside the van. That's that's it. It's sometimes better lucky than good. All right. Anybody else? Yes. Brett, yeah. Don't, don't wait for me to call, guys. Go ahead and talk over each other. Go ahead. Uh, towards point, uh, I remember reading an SOP. Uh, I think it was uh, number OU812, I think, if I remember correctly. It says this. <laughs> it says... Uh, car inventory. Step one, make sure there's no damn body in the car. So, Ward, yeah, it's right there. Okay. Here, here's how you do it. It's very scientific. You ready? That's how, that's how you figure this crap out. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And try to write this up. Hey, sorry. Or dear Major, guess what? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, you know, now this is David said that I, I remember at nighttime going up with a mag light and putting it against the window, trying to see how far inside you can see the vehicle and stuff. And I also know that when we've done some undercover stuff, even with Brett, you remember black, black out the windows, curtains, towels, whatever, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah listen, Chip, I've, I've been through a lot of stuff. You know, we're all cops. If we add up number of years, it's got to be in the four digits. I never inventoried a car that had a person in it. Just never did. What about a dead person, Brett? <laughs> He's not going to answer that. You're going to plead the fifth on that, really? On 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 a, on a nationally syndicated radio? Pro I, our listeners can't see what you're doing, but I'm telling you, 
listeners, he is avoiding that. that he doesn't want not want to answer that question. All right. You've got Ward on the show. It's okay, Brett. You can tell us now. All right. Moving along here, then we've got a little over four minutes. Let's see what our next one is here. Um, another video on YouTube. This is Butter. Man suspected of fatally shooting Hemet woman arrested. So the man suspected of gunning down a 30-year-old woman during an argument at a Hemet residence was in custody on Thursday following a combative arrest during which the suspect allegedly tangled with a police canine, resulting in injuries to himself and the dog. I'll tell you now, I had problems with this video. Uh, Karan Lakeith Lowe. Um, 24 years old, that's the bad guy, arrested on Wednesday afternoon on suspicion of murder, attempted murder, and assault on a law enforcement canine in connection with the slaying of Asasha uh, Lash Hall. So killed killed her. So Lowe is receiving treatment, thank God. The canine got a little piece of him, I guess, and is expected to be formally booked in jail once he's cleared by doctors. But he allegedly killed Hall uh, during an apparent confrontation with her and other unnamed parties on the first floor of their shared residence. And about 6.15 in the morning on Tuesday, um, in addition to Hall and Lowe, there were three other adults in the home, along with two children ages five and six. So they were there were also two visitors in the house on Tuesday morning. So when gunfire erupts, the mother of the two children grabs them hides in an upstairs room calling 911, adding that two other people fled out of the garage. So patrol officers, they converge on location minutes later. They discover Hall gravely wounded, and she dies on the scene. And so now they're just left you know, with the bad guys. So about 1 p.m. on Wednesday, the investigative team, they find a prime suspect low in a parking lot, and he's inside his vehicle. So investigators attempt to negotiate with him, but he refuses to surrender and to get out of the parked car. So Hemet Police Canine Bosco, they used this canine uh, to arrest Lowe. And I think it was the, what was it, the, the driver's window or the passenger window, I can't remember, but it was down and they were sending the dog in repeatedly in and out. And I even remember one time when one of the officers, you know, is watching what's going on. He's telling the handler and these other people, he's stabbing the dog, he's stabbing the dog. No one's, no one's doing anything. So Bosco sustains injuries during the arrest when Lowe violently fought the dog and struck they say struck, struck him, but I put in there parentheses stabbed uh, with a sharp piece of wood. Suspect suffered unspecified injuries while allegedly resisting arrest. The dog's actions enable police officers and sheriff's deputies to wrestle him um, in the custody, which I never saw in the video. Um, there's a caption on the video when the SWAT team's there saying he's coming out. Let's give him a little bit of time, at least on the rocks. So, I mean, no one was in a hurry to do anything. So, Bosco, the canine, was taken to a veterinary clinic for treatment, is expected to fully recover. Uh, so, anyhow, that's what we have. Uh, comments on the video. Does anyone have an issue uh, with with yet another canine video? Uh, Chief John? Well, at least the car wasn't being inventoried, right? Yes. But, uh, you know, at some point, were those tourists on the curb? See those two folks sitting on the curb, just standing on the curb, just watching? I'm like, okay, okay, it's not working with the dog. What is, just go in there and take care of business. I, I, I get you want to control the situation. Maybe it's me, but I thought it got way too protracted. I don't know why it took so damn long. You know, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm on the panel thinks, you know, they have been more patients than I do. I just... Oh, yeah, who needs more 40? Bam, bam, bam. I'm out. Hang on, I need more. Hey, and they're all just standing there watching. And the only the only cop working out there was the damn dog. Well, commercial break, be right back.
So look, let's talk about how you can best watch our live show. Now, every Monday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern time, we do our live show. It's a 90-minute show, uh, so from roughly from 7 to 8.30 Eastern time. Now, we are on StreamYard, which allows us to send the live feed uh, to YouTube. We're on uh, two Facebook channels, uh, in including the Leo Roundtable Facebook page. Um, we're also on LinkedIn, and we are on Twitter. So you can watch the live show on all those entities. And we're also on a free press at tampafp.com of Brian Burns. So you can check those out. So, uh, so please check out those ways to watch, especially the live show. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. Producer Will, why don't you go first before David? MVS just donated. MVS, Michael MVS, all the way from Colorado. Thank you very much for the support. Appreciate it. All right, Corporal David. So where were we? Oh, yeah. The bad guy's in the back seat. On the, he's pushed all the way against the passenger side door of the back seat. You got the canine handler who's on his knees outside the door on the driver's side, sending his dog in. And then he's kind of sitting there holding on to the leash, looking around like, yeah, yeah, my dog's in here. But just be a second. It's, I thought it was a training scenario. It was like, what are you guys doing? You had a whole passel full of cops. John thought they were, you know, pedestrians. It was cops just kind of standing around going, <whistles> waiting for this to be over with. You had cops standing on cars, you know, getting in elevated positions so they could see through the back window with their guns and stuff going, what a flipping clown show this is. Unless it was just a training scenario and the guys were trying to film it from up there or something. I have no idea. Somebody, somebody with a brain walk around to the passenger side of this car, smash the window out and drag him out of the window. But no, send the dog in to get stabbed with a stick while his canine handler sitting there with his, in his hand doing nothing. And the rest of them, what? What a bunch of morons. What a, what a, what a clown show this was. Then they can't handle it. I don't know how many cops are on scene. I didn't count them. They can't handle this one guy. And I've got no sympathy for the bad guy in the back of this car. He should have been, he should have paid a heavy tax. But still, they have to call the SWAT team now. And now the SWAT guys are standing around going, Cripes. Oh, what are we? Uh, 40 round. Uh, here's a flashbang. They were throwing flashbangs underneath the car. What? Wait, what? <laughs> and you thought that's what got him out of the car. The guy finally got tired and hungry and said, I'm going to prison anyways. I might as well get out here and get something to eat. It was ridiculous. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Unless, unless they could tell me, hey, listen, dude, we had this guy hemmed up. We were just kind of playing around, having a little training session, using a live body to do it. So that's what we did. I was like, if that was the case, okay, cool. If that's how you guys roll down there, that's great. But what a clown show that was. I mean, seriously, that was just an absolute clown show. Well, and the dog gets hurt. And the dog gets yeah. hurt in it all. And it's turn around and bite your handler, dude. That's, that's what I say. The guy keeps bringing the dog out going, what's wrong with you? And sending him back in. Like, it's going to change. Moron. Captain Bartlett, you're yes, a big sir. trainer. You still, you still are. Is yeah, yeah. Is, is training, is, is the level of training consistent across the country, different agencies? You know, Chip, from my perspective, no. And I don't know every agency. I don't know every state. So, I, I you know, my, my, my view is, you know, is, is not terribly thin. But, it, but, but look, looking at these scenarios we've been looking at for the last, how long we're doing the show, six years, I'm going to say no. Because if training was proper, we wouldn't see some of the stuff we had. Now, you know, what I was thinking while they were doing this, all everybody standing around not knowing what to do. Why not get a couple of guys to put their masks on and go up and give this guy a little liquid Jesus right in the back of the car, right? 
And, and the only thing, he'll, he'll break out of that car to come out of it. So, you know, we haven't seen anybody get sprayed with that stuff for a long time. This would have been a perfect use of it. Just gas that car up and, and wait for him to come out. Mask up, gas, gas up, and then, you know, be ready to catch him on the, on the way out. You know, you took my thunder, Captain, because I was going to say that I'm a big fan of gas. I'll tell you, we know how to get people out of cars. And, uh, you know, yeah, what a, I mean, other than the window being being busted, you know, but the gas, I mean, I'm not talking about just with the OC or pepper spray. Uh, I'm talking about maybe with a, uh, you know, with a, uh, a, a grenade, you know, like a gas, a, a gas grenade or canister. But uh, well, they, 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 could have, they could have a guy stand off. They could have brought the, the, uh, the, uh, 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 the gas gun, if the name escapes me, and popped a couple of, uh, of pellet balls in here with some gas oh, in it. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, a couple of balls of liquid Jesus to make you want to comply pretty quickly. If nothing else, it'll it'll distract them enough where they can take him out and put a proper damn damn on him. Yeah, and at least have the canine waiting for him. So when he does, you know, ex when you extract him, then you get canine gets his reward because he's going to have to get his bite in, and then you take us. Yeah, yeah, and the report you just put at that point we had to. We had to season the suspect lightly. We had to put some pepper on it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, hard to watch. Uh, Ward. I, I, my memory may be imperfect, but I think that's what they ultimately did. They, they put gas in the car and got them out that way. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't see that. I just saw, I, and I just see them. No one wanted to go on hands-on either, though. But, um, but maybe, all, maybe this, look, look, that. all that scenario missed was like. Millimeter, we done 40 millimeter chat. Hey, how about the canine? I know, hard, hard to watch. All right, guys, good commentary. Uh, let's uh, let's go to our uh, our next one here. We've got um, we're on police tribune.com. Chicago cop who shot 13 year old Adam Toledo will not face charges. So, believe it or not, it's uh, Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox, and she announces this on Tuesday uh, that the Chicago cop member, she's she's the one, she loves to put cops in jail, but she says uh, Chicago police officer who fatally shot Adam Toledo will not face any criminal charges, and it's Officer Eric Stillman. And, you know, what it says in the fine print is that really someone else, there was an independent investigator, you know, that did the investigation and, and did not recommend that he go to the jail, so I guess she didn't, I suspect she didn't want to go against them. Uh, but she said, did say that although he may have still violated the Chicago Police Department's, you know, chase policy, um, that he was not going to be charged. And of course, Toledo was armed, you know, with a handgun. You know, if you if you end up reading the story, and uh, it goes on to say what happened. But he's he's got a gun. He's shooting, and they're saying that a female, uh, I think it was with a pepper ball, and ended up, uh, you know, causing the shooting or whatever. But it's just it's a inter interesting story to read, Lieutenant. Hey, hey, go ahead. Oh, okay. The the pepper ball is a different story. We're going to be talking about that shortly. Right. But but yeah, um, Fox could not. She had to get in there, but she still blamed the police officer. For I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. after all, he is chasing someone after firing a weapon. Like that's that. And in Chicago police policy, maybe that's what you're not supposed to do. You know, chasing somebody that's got a gun. And shooting at people isn't that kind of like what cops are supposed to do? Uh, but she couldn't. She just couldn't say, "Hey, you know what? No charges." She still had to blame the officer, and that's exactly what kind of creature she is. She and Lightfoot should spoon. All right, thanks, Lieutenant. Go ahead, Chief Newman. If you know, she re she implies that there was a, a. Remember, this was we watched this video, 
And I think as a result of this video, they implemented the foot pursuit policy, which just think that's awesome. And so I, I, I think this is a case of the horse before the court, a cart. The foot pursuit policy wasn't implemented till after this, unless I'm mis unless I'm forgetting it incorrectly. I don't think they had their foot pursuit policy until after this shooting, so he wouldn't have violated anything. We'll be right back after this commercial break. So look, if you spend any time inside an armored vehicle, you know how cluttered that world can be. And the same is true of cruisers. Well, there's a new product line made by Tactote that takes advantage of all that steel. Now, Tactote's products allow you to store a variety of gear at an arm's reach using magnetic technology. You're going to have extra magazines, med kits, less lethal breaching tools. They can all have a portable magnetic staging solution, just to name a few. So guys, if you're looking to get your patrol cars or your armored vehicles more organized and also to be able to deploy faster, check out tac-tote.com. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. All right, all right, uh, Captain. I can see I can see David's wheels just spinning while you're talking, John. Go ahead, Captain. Well, uh, uh, Miss Fox, um, and, and I think whoever said it just a minute ago, they ought, the mayor of Chicago and Miss Fox ought to spoon because the mayor of Chicago admittedly has the equipment for said spooning. Um, she said this is a somber, I'm sorry, Dave, this is a somber announcement. There are no winners, she said. I disagree, Miss Fox. There is a winner. The cop who got to go home after being confronted with this knucklehead, he is the winner. He won this. And, and Miss Fox, the knucklehead lost because he brought a gun and menaced a police officer. So there was a clear winner, Miss Fox. And I want you to jump on the plane and head west and and, and work on the spooning. Be done with it. <laughs> Ward. Oh. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Ward. Well, I can't remember the film that we saw on this, but from what I could see from this article, not only was there no criminal intent, but I believe this was reasonable force for a civil case. But knowing the way things have been going lately, they'll probably throw millions at the family. All right. Thanks, Ward. All right, guys. Good com good commentary. Uh, let's jump into our uh, next video. Uh, it's on YouTube. This is Butters the Channel. And it says Justified. Uh, Costa Mesa uh, shoots driver that reversed towards officers during a traffic stop. Oh, yeah. Um, this is a uh, an interesting video to watch. I've got a couple involving vehicles here. This happened on May 21st at approximately 10.08 in the morning. So uh, Joseph Carboni, he initiates a traffic stop on a black 93 Toyota pickup truck. So the officer observes the truck while driving, and uh, he's worried, based on erratic driving, that the driver might have been intoxicated, okay? So Officer Carboni uh, catches up with the truck, which then made a sudden right turn into a shopping center. And so as the pickup truck is turning into the parking lot, Officer Carboni notices the brake lights, they don't work. So the Toyota truck parks in a parking stall facing business storefronts. Officer parks directly behind the truck. And uh, the officer approaches the driver's door, and actually, he, the article says he parks directly behind the truck, but he's a little offset. Uh, but he gets up 
a little close. And uh, so the officer approaches the driver's door and the driver, who's Keith Allen Rigger, um, the driver made statements to the effect of, bro, you're really pulling me over. You're really effing pulling me over. And uh, Carboni then asked him for his driver's license, informed him that he stopped because the taillights didn't work. So dispatch advises the officer that the driver's license was valid, uh, but that he was out of compliance being a registered sex offender, and that he also possibly had an arrest warrant out of San Bernardino. So R Rickett starts the truck. That's the bad guy. The reverse lights come on the truck. And so the officer sees bystanders in the immediate area. So this is where, David, I don't know if this is creative writing or what, but I'm, they're starting to get a lot more detail on what's going on, and I'm I'm suspect of this. Um, so um, bad guy starts a truck, backup lights come on, and uh, so the officer sees bystanders in the immediate areas. The front tires of the truck start to turn. Officer believes the truck could not back up without striking his vehicle and the distance between them, so he pulls his patrol car up closer to uh, the bad guys. And so as the uh, bad guy pulls forward, a witness fears that he would hit a bystander at the scene. So the officer then accelerates towards uh, Rickard's, the, the truck, tries to, as the truck's trying to back up, they make contact. So the officer, he traps the truck between his vehicle and a parked Acura. And then the officer, what's he do? He gets out of his vehicle, draws his handgun on the driver, and he says, stop, stop, stop. So our bad guy revs his engine, backs into the police cruiser and in the Acura, pushes him out of the way. And then officers close enough to be in danger, the article says. There's a second witness that thought that the vehicle might have struck Officer Carboni, is what the article says. So the officer believes that... Um, Bad guys can do whatever it takes to escape. So after ramming the officer's car, they get out of the way. The truck's facing the witness, it says, and her vehicle. And so with his gun pointed towards the truck, the officer um, hears the engine revving, gears grinding, again, yell, stop. Car, the truck goes forward at a high rate of speed. The officer um, is fearful for the witness, all this other stuff. And he ends up firing three times, three rounds. So that's, that's the nuts and bolts of it. So the uh, bad guy's located when he gets away. He had a gunshot wound to the right shoulder. It says he's treated release to the police department. Um, and it actually said where he got hit. Let's see. It says he suffered a single gunshot wound to his upper right shoulder and the bullet caused damage to his right scapula. His condition stable, non-life-threatening injuries, released from the hospital the same day that he got there. So that's that's the way that went down. We got five and a half minutes, guys. I can't wait to uh, talk about this uh, one of two vehicle videos that we have. Any, anybody want to start this off? I'll go. Yeah. All right. I I thought it sucked. <laughs> I, you know, I, don't to, I don't know how they justified that, man. First of all, he didn't even go after the guy. Oh, I just shot off three rounds radio and shots fired. <laughs> he didn't even chase the dude. I, I, I'm not sure where the threat was. The car was pulling away when he shot. I, you know, I, I, the guy, I, I just don't, I'm try, I had a hard time figuring out, looking at a basic threat assessment, he did a good job of staying away from the vehicle's path of travel, whether it was reverse or forward. Thought he did a good job coming around to the driver's side of the vehicle. Obviously, he had situational awareness because there was a victim. There was a bystander coming out of the store behind him. And then there was that person in the red car that they interviewed later. But I'm just not sure why he, why he fired, uh, you know, unless I'm crazy. And then the, then the fact that he doesn't even – he's not even in the hunt. He stops right there. And I, I don't – and I didn't see something so serious that required him to stay on scene, but I, I didn't like the shooting at all. All right. Well, we got to let open mic, guys. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going right. If Dave DeGrasse comes up behind me, put, put, put latex gloves on 
Uh, I'm going to run away too. I don't care what it takes. But uh, you know, I, I don't see what I, I don't see what the threat is either. The guy was moving away. Now, the only question ever to be asked in these exact same circumstances is that person a continuing threat to the to the public or to the police? That's the question. If the answer is yes, he is, then shoot him. If it's not, then don't shoot him. Yes. Oh, like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you know, um, yes, yes to John, yes to Brett. Um, and I, I also had a, a problem with the shooting itself, but they ask, they ask how they justified it. Now, let me go back just for a second. I liked this officer's use of his vehicle. He, he used his vehicle. He saw the guy was going to try to get out. He knew the guy had these, these felony warrants and whatnot. He said, why not? He, he moved his vehicle up and he started pressing it into this car, this guy's truck to try to keep him from leaving. I wish he had stayed with that tactic. I wish he had continued on the accelerator, drove this guy into the storefront, drove him into another parked car, whatever. Just keep driving him forward until he can't move anymore. That would have been a tactic I, tactic I would have appreciated him staying with. He didn't. He got out of the vehicle, drew his firearm. Um, and then we all saw the video. The only thing I will say is that the, and, and you asked, how did they justify this? And I'm telling you right at the very end of the video, the last milliseconds of the video, I think it was a woman in that little red car said, yes, I was afraid. I thought he was going to run me over. And right then I went, oh, there it is. And that's how they justified it. Now I'm not saying it's right. I'm with John. I have a real problem with the shooting. It's like, Ugh. but if you ask how they justified it, that was it right there. That woman, when they interviewed her, she gave enough information for that officer to be able to say, it wasn't just me, it was just bystanders around here. I thought he was gonna do anything he had to do to escape, he's gonna run them over, and I fired. And I, that's how they justified it. Not that it's right, but that's how they did it. <laughs> All right, Ward. Uh, David's exactly right. I, in the, I, did, I, I, missed what, I missed what he said, I mean, what she said. But the cop gave what sounded like one of the rehearsed boilerplate things about I fear for the life of the witness in front of the car, blah, blah, blah. It just did not sound credible to me. And I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if that statement was made after they interviewed the woman. Wow. All right. All right. Hey, Brett, I, do you think yeah. if, if Ward gets one of those shirts Randy's wearing that his arms will look like Randy's? Uh, yeah, I got one. I got one. Oh, come oh on, Ward's got Ooh. pipes. Ooh. Look at those. Ward, Ward, do pipes. that again. Ward's got pipes. Oh my gosh! I'm telling you, wait. man. Wait, it's the Marines calling. They want their guns back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, uh, NCAA, NCAA gym, a gymnast. He was on what Wild World Sports or some crap doing the Iron Cross out there. Da da da. Ward, my yeah. looks like he's having a wonderful time yeah. on the on the rings. Absolutely. Don't lie. I tell you, I tell you, Dave, if he came to me, I'd have to bust a cat right there. I'm just, I'm just talking bust about. a cat. Yeah. Um, now, um, John. Well, what if he wanted yeah. to spoon? Wait, wait. What if he wanted to spoon, though? Is that <laughs> yeah, that way will hurt a lot less. Uh, to John's point, uh, John said the guy didn't even get in the chase. Well, he's probably thinking at that point, I need to clean this up right here because I know the other guys can chase him, but I need to go ahead and start working on this riot in this little circle right in here because, oh, crap, something bad just happened. I'm going to take my own Brett, scene right there. I can't, I can't believe you said that when I'm watching that. I said I said out loud, clean up an aisle five, clean up an aisle five. <laughs> wow. 
So if there's nobody else on the last one, we'll go ahead and move on to the next video then. And let's see, we're on YouTube. This is Butter. No criminal fault on deputy after fatally shooting man after stolen vehicle pursuit in Stanton. We're close enough to a commercial break to go ahead and take it. So look, uh, we're going to take another commercial break and we will be right back. Well, look, yes, it's finally happened. We're literally nationally syndicated on the radio, but we're on so many radio stations now. There's 30 that there's really hardly time to even get through all the names. Uh, it was the Boss Hawk Radio Network, though, in Florida that gave us our first break in the terrestrial radio. And we're also on WKUL. They have a couple of them's in Coleman, Alabama, and K-Bar in Burley, Idaho, WVMG there in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, KCPX. Uh, we haven't been on them long. They've got a couple of... Uh, stations in Moab, Utah, and we're also on WXZI, and they're in Lancaster, Danville, and Richmond, Kentucky. There's three stations there. Also in Delta, Utah, and KYAH, now a ton, 11 stations with uh, uh, AMFM 247, and Three Rivers Broadcasting, BackstageRadioNetwork.com, and CentralOregonRadio.com, and on those. So if you're within the terrestrial radio range of any of those stations, please check them out. Welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Show. So, yes, another vehicle involved. So we're in the Orange County uh, Sheriff's Office in California. Deputy shot and killed a man following a brief pursuit of a stolen vehicle. And this is in Stanton on Friday. So the chase starts after deputies spot the vehicle reported stolen uh, out of uh, Garden Grove on Friday. So about five minutes later, the pursuit ends at a closed gate of a senior living facility. I had to find another article that gave me that information. Um yeah, the guy pulls up, so at least one deputy opened fires on the man, but the vehicle's pointed. He's getting ready to take out a tree in the parking lot, so I was trying to figure that one out. So the man described as Asian, and in his late 30s, he actually dies at the scene. Uh, guess what? I, I did an extensive searching around on the internet. They have not released the guy's name yet, so I have no idea. All I know is that he's in his 30s and Asian, so um, any any comments on that? I see Ward's got his mic open, so Ward uh, and then the chief, go ahead. Well, I thought the last shooting was bad enough, but this one, if I were the prosecutor, I would consider a criminal case. But I, I just absolutely did not understand why the cop was shooting. I'd like to hear his reasons for it. Um, uh, I didn't even think the guy was driving recklessly when they when he was being chased. In fact, at one point, he even signaled his turns. Well, I yeah, I yeah, of course, with the stolen thing, it wouldn't have to be. But I just wonder, Ward, is California, what if the tree was protected? Would that make a difference in this case? <laughs> John, you know, you you ever sit there when you're watching one of these videos and you watch it, and you're like, you take out your little eye pen, go, that, that is something, that is something here. Did, did someone come out with a gun or did I miss something? You play it back, go, nope, I didn't miss anything. This another cleanup on aisle five. I, I don't, you know, unless the guy was brandishing a gun that he saw. I mean, the guy pulls up. The, the vehicle's not in the path of travel. He's not in the path of travel. It happened really quick. I, I, I'm just wondering what what his threat assessment was. I, I Again, I didn't think this was a, a good shoot at all. All right. 
Thanks, Chief. Well, guys, I can't stand it. We're going to go in and skip the update, and we're going to go. Uh, we're going to get Randy involved in this one because we're going to go straight to Las Vegas. So we have another video. It's on YouTube. This is Butters, the channel again. Las Vegas officers they shoot man who attempted to stab officers with a ballpoint pen. And anyone who doesn't think that could be a weapon, they're wrong. But video shows a man lunging toward a fallen uh, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police officer. The guy's not falling like he died. He just literally falls down because he's running backwards. And uh, this happened before the officer shot him in broad daylight on Monday. So Hector Orellana, 26 years old, he chases Lieutenant Raul uh, Rodriguez in the street before the officer who's running backwards falls. Now, the officer opened fire as our bad guy is standing above him with a pen in his hand. So Lieutenant Rodriguez initially thought that the pen, uh, which our bad guy held in a stabbing motion moments before he was shot, uh, he thought it was a screwdriver or another metal object. So our bad guy survived. He's actually in jail. Uh, the shooting was captured on cameras mounted um, at the Catholic Charities, and the shooting unfolded about noon when Lieutenant Rodriguez, who was driving an unmarked cruiser, spotted two men that are fighting on the street. So the lieutenant, uh, he's wearing a tan-colored police uniform. He gets out, and he orders the men to stop fighting. So one of the guys takes off, but Orellana, our bad guy in this thing, he sticks around, and he gets in a fighting stance, and uh, he immediately attacks the lieutenant, and kicks him. So Lieutenant arms himself with a baton, uh, but that did not deter our bad guy from uh, closing the distance. So then uh, we've got the bad guy takes the pen out of his pocket. Lieutenant, it says, loses his footing, but I will tell you that he lost his footing because he's scrambling so fast going backwards. Like we always talk about, you know, there's meetings, all kinds of stuff on the road. He falls in the street. And so when the bad guy rushes him again, Lieutenant fires off three bullets and he hits him once, which is about, I think, the normal ratio, Brett. So the lieutenant was also treated um, at the hospital for cuts and bruises that he suffered when he fell. So um, that's the way this thing went down. Uh, lieutenant Randy, please, we have uh, five and a half minutes. Start us off. Well, this area where this took place is where the, all the homeless encampments are. That's, uh, that's, that's the area in town that is basically looks like L.A. and San Francisco with tents and all the other ins insanity. So you got tons of homeless people, a lot of mental health stuff attacks all the time <clears throat> and what what my take uh, on this was this this suspect chased the lieutenant around way too much um you know <laughs> you're gonna come after me like that i'm not i'm not backing up like that and uh you know there there was a there was a, uh there was a little confusion there i don't think he expected the resistance level but it looked to me when uh, when he when the suspect was attacking him, he had his hand raised, and you know, in in the heat of the moment, you know that there's a weapon there, and he would have been justified to dump him right there, and I think that's what he should have done. Now, now, Randy, since you're from that, you're over there now. I mean, you live over there. Um, the other two guys that walked into the picture, into the frame, that were wearing different colored uniforms, who who were they? Uh, they know? they appeared to be security. Uh, and okay. I, I didn't see, it didn't look to me like they were armed. Um, and they were pretty nonchalant about the whole thing. I mean, they were like, you know, are you going to help this guy or are you going to just kind of lump yourself out there? But they, uh, they appeared to be, I, I did not see, uh, uh, I did not see weapons on them. Okay. All right. I, 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 I know that one of them put his hand like where a weapon would be, but you're right. I couldn't tell that he had a weapon. And, and of course, the bad guy's running back and forth right by those guys and didn't pay him any attention, which I thought was hilarious. Right. He, so. completely, he completely targeted the lieutenant. It was like he was focused. Yeah.
Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. That that's what that's what weakness does. It it attracts aggression. And that's everything that that lieutenant exuded was weakness. Um this is this is sorry, not you Randy, but this is why lieutenants just stay stay in the office. Just get in your unmarked car and stay in the <laughs> office, okay? Sorry. Sorry. But that's yeah. And 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 his whole this lieutenant's entire um personality and or street cred came out of him right in the beginning when he gets on the radio and tells dispatch hey, dispatch you know you might want to get a hold of the marshals uh dispatch they just drove right by this homeless fight randy describes it a homeless camp and you got a u.s u.s marshals driving by going yeah okay no we're not stopping who cares and drove by which is what the lieutenant should have done but no he's gonna stop and he's got to show himself i'm a lieutenant i'm gonna take care of this ah uh, yeah and then he got out of the car, exuded weakness, and this homeless guy looked at him and read him in a minute and said, this guy's nothing, I'm taking him, and went after him and wouldn't let up. That's why he avoided the security guards. The one security guard was a pretty, pretty big dude. And the reason they didn't do anything is because they didn't care either. It's like, this goes on every day, what are you doing? And, but the lieutenant got it going, and there it went. Now, I'm not saying he was wrong for doing police work, but you better be prepared to do the police work if you if you push that button, boy, and you weren't. So let's move along and, and let the cops do it because he he did not do a very good he did a poor job to say the least uh, with his technique, if you want to call it that. And then it finally came down to, as Randy said, dumping the guy, which he was lucky to do. I thought his I thought it was his gun when he hit the ground, flew out away from him. That was his radio, thank God, because he wouldn't stay off of that either and not take care of business like he should have. Um, but yeah, pathetic. I'm not even going to ask if Randy knows the guy because I don't. I don't want to know. I want to know. Hey, so those were those are, high. So uh, he wasn't talking about U.S. Marshals. There are city marshals that are uh, that are that have some uh, joint jurisdiction down there. And those two, the blue uniforms, those could have been city marshal uniforms uh, because they they do wear something similar. They might have stopped to help, which they clearly didn't. But <laughs> But, yeah. uh, it looked like I, they came out of the building. It looked like they came out of the building that was right there behind. I thought they were might have been like casino casino security or something like that, but I I couldn't tell either. It didn't look like they were armed. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I couldn't tell either. Well, we're going to close out on this topic. We've got uh, about a minute and twenty one seconds. Oh, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you go ahead, Brett. Now, first off, first off. If, if the lieutenant had only seen some physical behavior and he drew his knife stick, great. But at some point, he must have seen the pen. He should have dropped the stick and gone to the gun. Okay? Move sideways, not backwards. You see what moving backwards in haste can do. If the other two guys are security officers, I don't blame them too much because like in the police world, even the security world, there's grass eaters and there's meat eaters. If they're meat eaters, they could at least come up, spray a little liquid on him, maybe try to distract the guy. John, go ahead. I just hate – I just – Dave can't have it both ways, right? If a lieutenant's out there, he's not doing anything. Dave's like, oh, that guy's great. He's out there. He's a commander. If he's doing something, he gets into his shot. He's a house cat. Then I'll be sitting there mashing keyboards, right? No no disrespect to your house cats, Randy. I'm not, <laughs> not talking about those house cats. You know, so, you know, I thought it was pretty good. Hey, the lieutenant's out there doing some work. What the heck? I like that. You know, you, you leave from the, the, from the dashboard and not from the keyboard. But no, Dave's like, he needs to go back home. He needs to yes. go. What, what, he, yes, what he, does. Oh, you, he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he does. Like working, you like working for cats like that because you got away with too much anyway. Those well, guys. 
Oh, I can't believe you said that. Well, I'm thinking the same thing. All right, guys, we are out of time. The censors are taking the show off the air now because John slipped up. Thanks to everybody uh, for being part of the show, all of our panelists, and also a shout-out to our sponsors. We have Gulls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, Tactote.com, and also powered by Bang Energy. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. And thanks again to Michael MBS.